Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to the Gentleman's Lounge. I am your host, the three-time league champion, the pride of Yuba City, the guy who pissed in Dwayne Cook's Cheerios, Bronson Mix. Frickin' Nellis. Tonight, my special guest is the manager of the Dirty Deeds, the man who has more Britney Spears posters than you do, the man who is known for collecting troubled and suspended superstars, the voice of the voiceless, the guy who has probably met someone famous but is too busy winning divisional championships to remember, Mr. Brad Beltram. Welcome, Brad. How's it going? I was offended by your... Uh... Your self-serving intro until I got one that was more self-serving. So hey, hey, man, I I hooked you up. <laughs> I like uh, the, I, the the intros are one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, I I missed having Christian on already. I I love my intros for Christian. Anyone that follows the show knows I try and run him into the ground at the beginning of each show, and I feel it's a great way to kick off the show. Fair enough, but I was specifically banned Christian from this episode. <laughs> I, know, I don't want him I know stepping we, on all my good material. We're, we're we've got a very serious subject tonight. Uh, we've got a compelling show for you all tonight. Uh, tonight we are exploring the phenomenon that is the Casper Curse. It's uh, something that is talked about um, or laughed about rather behind the scenes. It's a myth that uh, was created. Uh, Brad takes credit for it. I take credit for it. So tonight we're both going to take credit for it. Uh, it's a myth that is only known to a few, and the few who know about it usually choose not to believe. Well, tonight, we plan on opening some eyes and uh, changing all of that. Uh, we got guest six in the chat room who can't hear a damn thing. I don't know what to tell you, guest six. Uh, turn up your speakers, perhaps. Um, so anyways, um, the Casper Curse, 2009, um, our league was created in 2009. Uh, back then, it was only eight teams. Brad, you came in in 2010, but back then it was uh, myself, Casper, Justin Cook, um, Brennan, uh, Richard Laws, Gates Alswady, George Hatton, and Adam Manier. Uh, it was a different world back then. We had uh, a kicker and a punter. Uh, we had a head coach position on teams, and we had the we had the offensive player spot on teams, which was a lot like flex, except you could play a quarterback at the position. I think I ran Aaron Rodgers and Joe Flacco back then. Um, most of the better teams back then ran through quarterbacks. It was a really weird system. Um, but, yeah, like I said, whole different world back then. Um, we were in the middle of the worst recession in seven decades. Obama was in his first year as president. We were uh, we were all getting introduced to the Cash for Clunkers program. Uh, you remember that, Brad? Yep. Yep. Um, and what about the H1N1 swine flu, right? Is that that's through, still a thing? Tour through America um, in April of that year. So 
So we're all building up to the beginning of our fantasy football league. And as if that wasn't bad enough, Michael Jackson died June of 2009, just a couple months before the start of our league. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas were on top of the world with Boom Boom Pal, and I got a feeling. To put it mildly, 2009 was not a good year. And just no, it wasn't. Seemed, just I was unemployed. Like it, <laughs> see? Just when it seemed like it couldn't get any worse, it did. The Casper curse was created. And the NFL players were being taken out. They had no idea that they were being targeted. They had no defense against it. America's game, football, was being destroyed by the virus that was the Casper curse. At first, it was dismissed as bad luck. And as of 2016, most people currently in the league were either unaware of the Casper curse or they just brushed it off as pure coincidence, overreacting on myself and Brad's part. But as a gentleman and a journalist, my job is to present the facts, something I take very seriously. So this past week, Brad and myself put in the time and we researched the phenomenon that is the Casper curse. A little statistic for you to think about as we begin this investigative piece. On average, two players are struck with the Casper curse each year. That number is probably much higher, but the number is from the data which we had available to us. This is not taking into account the players that Casper has had over the years, which he traded off, who then took off and became mega superstars. Yeah, I think when you when you when you talk about the reverse curse, it's got to be more than two players per year. I, I I'm sure it is. It's probably up around three, maybe four players per year. Um, one of the I think it's of, half his roster. What's that? Half of I his think it's roster. Half his roster. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. We've got Middle Tennessee on the uh, line. Is this uh, is this Stephen Casper? I'm I'm I heard a car door shut in the background. I'm not sure if it's Casper. That wasn't me. No, it wasn't me either. Oh well, we'll uh, <laughs> we will uh, give them a a mute until we can identify who it is. Um, all right. So moving on. I want to begin the story. February 1st of 2009, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Super Bowl 43, Kurt Warner goes out, plays his heart out for 377 yards, three touchdowns. And, of course, we all know that somehow Arizona loses that game to the Steelers. Heading into the 2009 fantasy football season, uh, the birth of our league, Kurt Warner was the top quarterback to have. And I'll give you one guess, Brad, who drafts Kurt Warner. Uh, well, it wasn't me because I wasn't in the league yet. So I'm going to say the uh, that Casper, Stephen Casper, drafted him since that's the topic we're on. The the tap master himself, Stephen Casper, drafts Kurt Warner, and this is where, uh, for me, the curse begins. Kurt Warner threw the least amount of touchdowns that year as an Arizona Cardinal starting quarterback. At the end of the 2009 season. Kurt Warner announced his retirement after playing one season for Casper's team. He retired while having one season left on his contract, leaving millions sitting there on the table. Brad, in your opinion, what makes an elite Hall of Fame quarterback like Kurt Warner retire with a season left on his contract, leaving millions on the table? Yeah, I mean, he just couldn't, you know, his body just couldn't take the uh, curse any longer. 
that might have not only derailed his career, that might have derailed his Hall of Fame chances. Hey, it's 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 hard to argue with that. Uh, that was one that jumped out to me as the really the first one that grabbed my attention was uh, Kurt Warner's untimely retirement. And where else? I mean, you look for a reason like why is he retiring? And then for Casper Curse. I mean, there's nowhere else to look for besides there. Um, and, and so, you know, a lot of people would look at that and be like, ah, it's coincidence, this is nothing, you're making making an, uh, a mountain out of a molehill here. I mean, he has so, a family to think about. He can't just keep putting himself out there on Casper's team. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You're, he might get into a situation like Jamal Charles, but we'll get into that later. So, <clears throat> so Kurt Warner retiring early, not enough evidence. And had that been the only time the curse struck, no one would have raised an eyebrow. But there was another player who was struck with a curse that same that same year. And for those of you listening, Brad, do you remember a guy named Brian Westbrook? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, victim of the Casper uh, curse. The guy that um, the guy that uh, took a knee before he scored a touchdown in that game. In 2008, he played 14 games. <laughs> ran for 936 yards, had 402 receiving yards, 14 touchdowns. In 2009, the year he was on Stephen Casper's team, he played just eight games, meaning he got injured in the year. Um, He started only seven, so they benched him at some point. He ran for 274 yards in those eight games. He had 181 receiving yards, two touchdowns, um, and to put this in perspective for you, in 2007, you know, a couple years before he got drafted to Casper's team, he ran for 1,333 yards, seven touchdowns, caught 771 yards, and had five touchdowns. So just two years later from that monster season, he ends up on Casper's team. Combined, you know, rushing and receiving, I don't even think he cracks 500 yards and only has two touchdowns. You know, I actually heard that uh, the uh, he he only ran for 900 yards because he was hoping that he could uh, trick Casper into not drafting him by thinking he was on a downward projector projection, but I think it didn't work. Um, we got Riverboat Juan in the chat room. Um, trying to he's trying to figure out why he can't hear anything. I'm uh, trying to um, uh, work this out with him. Um, turn up your volume, Juan. Yeah, I don't know if it's streaming or not. Obviously, I have to turn it down or there'll be an echo. Well, I, I know that, I know that we're going. I, he could call in and I could mute him. Well, he's nervous because he, uh, he knows that he's on the agenda to be talked about this uh, week as well because he's on a complete downward spiral this week. He's traded his whole team away. He's collecting draft picks like he's the worst team in the league. Oh yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to uh, get into the um, um, the you know the possibility of Lonnie inheriting this curse. Um, but uh, so any, so we've touched on uh, Kurt Warner, Brian Westbrook. Those were the two victims of the 2009 season. And like we said, usually uh, the Casper curse will take down two people in a season from the data we've collected. Um, so we're going to move on to the 2010 season and. Uh, the first guy, and he's actually the only guy I was able to find in the 2010 season, 
uh, a guy by the name of Chad Henney. Now, I remember when he came out, uh, I believe he went to Michigan, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember Richard was really high on Chad Henney um, because Richard was a super Michigan fan. So I heard all this talk about him. Well, Casper selects Chad Henney in the draft. Um, the um, last game of the 2000 season, or the 2010 season, Chad Henney put up a whopping negative 5.2 points for Casper. Casper <laughs> uh, had him in both the 2009 and 2010 season. So the guy was doubly cursed. Um, he had that's another, his, that's another career that he may have killed. I know. Uh, listen to this. Chad Henney had 15 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 36.16. He also he also was um, out of Miami as the starting quarterback after that. He ended up in Jacksonville in 2012, where he started six games, and he called it quits after the 2014 season. And <laughs> once again, I think it all goes back to the Casper curse. I had a good laugh at how horrible Chad Henney's career was after he became a part of the, uh, the Emperors or the Invictus or whatever Casper's team name was back then. Yeah. Um, and you you probably followed Chad Henney's career while he was in college. Uh, what did you think of him back when he was in college? Um, I, he was okay. Seemed like he was there for a long time. Um, so Chad Henney, like I said, he was the only guy I could find in the, the 2010 season of Casper's team. Um, so... I, moved I mean, on he was a second-round draft pick. Like he, people thought yeah. he was going to be good. Yeah, Casper absolutely. thought he was going to be good. Apparently, I mean, he had him the season before this in 2009, and then also uh, once again in 2010, and then that's when the curse caught up to him because you can only avoid it for so long. Um, but anyways, we're moving on to 2011 now, and this is where uh, this is where the. Uh, the two catches, you know, the two players uh, gets caught again. Um, we see Justin Tuck, uh, New York Giants defensive end. He was the uh, victim in 2011. Um, just a little backstory on him. In 2010, Tuck rocked the NFL with 11.5 sacks. He had 48 tackles, five forced fumbles. Okay? So mm -hmm. pr pretty good year for him as a defensive end. Uh, he was probably one of the top-ranked defensive ends that year with that many sacks and everything. Um, in 2011, he had five sacks, 26 tackles, and one forced fumble. <laughs> oh, 26 tackles. Uh, the Giants kept him around for two seasons after the Casper curse hit him before shipping him off to the Oakland Raiders. He retired in the uh, 2015 season thanks to Casper. Even our defensive ends are not safe. Yeah, I mean, Casper to our league is like the Raiders in real life. That's where your careers go to die. That's where the careers used to go to die. It's still the Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's, you, let's not get fancy here now. Um, <laughs> right, next up is one of my favorite players in this, and I'm sure you'll have a, a field day with this one, Jamal Charles. Ooh. Okay? <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the uh, 
Jamal Charles for a minute so you can rant on Casper uh, uh, and Jamal Charles. Uh, Charles is, of course, the guy that Casper still has on his team. Um, after you're done, I'll go into a bit about his uh, numbers and stats and everything that he put up in that year. But uh, uh, Jamal Charles is one of the famous people on the Casper curve. Well, yeah, I mean, Cap, he was good. And then Casper got him and he blew out his knee. And then Casper traded him and he was good again. And then Casper got him back and he blew out his knee again. Yeah. <laughs> um the what what I found on Jamal Charles, uh, of course, you know I, I like to check out what they did in 2010 and then compare uh, to what they did in 2011. Uh, in 2010, Charles had a monster season. Um, 2011, however, Casper uh, drafted him. He played two games before being injured for the rest of the season. Um, and then you know we'll get into this again in a few minutes. Uh, you know Casper again in 2015. He acquires uh, Jamal Charles at week four. He plays one full game for Casper before going down with a season-ending injury. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was telling uh, someone before I, I got on the call, I said, I want, to, uh, I want to tweet Jamal Charles, and I want to tell him about the Casper curse. I want, to, I want to tell him, you know, man, if you've ever wondered why do I keep getting injured, this is why. And I, I want to see if, if uh, maybe even we can even get Jamal Charles to believe in the Casper curse. I wonder if he would tweet Casper and, like, ask him to please release him or something. Because <laughs> that, that would just be the, that'd be the icing on the top of the cake, man. Yeah, that's um, crazy. I mean, I don't know what more evidence anybody needs than that one right there. No, <laughs> I, I don't either, but uh, they're going to get a lot more evidence because next up on the list, man, We've got Antonio Brown. Did you know about this one? No. Okay. All right. So Brown uh, was drafted in the uh, 2010 season, um, became a victim of the Casper curse in 2012. Um, he, he, didn't, he didn't become a starter in two, until 2012, and that's when Casper decided to scoop him up. Um, you know, it was great foresight by Casper. I mean, you know, Antonio Brown currently on my He's the team. top receiver now. Yeah, and he's enjoying, uh, I think he's the three-time number one ranked uh, receiver in our fantasy league. I mean, he's finished number one three years in a row, I believe. Yeah, he um, was on my team at one point. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, Casper gets him in 2012. Very, very intelligent move by Casper. Um, and uh, he, Antonio Brown never has posted worse starting numbers than he did in 2012 with Casper. We're talking 787 receiving yards through the 16 games that he played, five touchdowns, lowest mark of his entire career. He also had four fumbles, uh, the most at any point in his career. <laughs> fumbles? <laughs> yeah, four fumbles that year. He, he almost had as many fumbles as he did touchdowns. Well, this is the thing that this is the thing that's funny about the Casper curse. It's the thing that's that's almost mind-boggling. Is Casper is not bad at fantasy football. He's just cursed. He knows he has an idea as to what you know players that he should be targeting, what players to draft. He just can't, but he can't overcome the curse. Antonio Brown is a good player, and Antonio Brown didn't even get injured. He just played crappy because he was on Casper's team, and then once he leaves, then he does good. 
It's the it's the part where they leave his team and then all of a sudden become great. That's the funniest part about the whole thing. Oh, I I absolutely agree about that. Um, and uh, that that's uh, Antonio Brown was the uh, the Casper Curse victim in 2012. Um, 2012, like I said, that was the only uh, that was the only player I could find in 2012 was Antonio Brown. Now, like I said, on average, there's two players that get struck with it, so there's probably there's probably another player out there that was on his team that got struck with the curse that was, uh, you know, not not doing well that year. Casper shipped off in some trade, and they just skyrocketed to the top. Um, but the next person I was able to find was the, probably the most famous out of everyone in the Casper curse um, is Robert Griffin III, and this was when the league really started taking notice of the curse. Um, so Griffin was the victim of the Casper curse in 2013. As everyone knows, I got him in his rookie season, and in his rookie season, he was 9-6 and six as a starter. He threw for 3,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, only five interceptions while he was a super destroyer. Five. Went to the playoffs? Yeah. Went to the playoffs. I mean, who cool forget that game where he is going up against, I think, the defending Super Bowl champions, the uh, New Orleans Saints, and he throws that strike, gets drilled, sits up, and puts, you know, the, you know, his fingers in the air and everything. I mean, it was an iconic Robert Griffin the third moment, and uh, you know, everyone. I I got some insane trade offers that year for Robert Griffin the third. Um, of course, I was I was laughing so hard that he was doing so well, and I wasn't going to part with him. He had a. Um, uh, this is a. QBR rating is a, it's different from like the quarterback rating in a game. I think ESPN does this. Uh, so if it sounds low, that's the reason why uh, the QBR rating was 75.63, which is a lot higher than what the like a QB quarterback rating in a football game is. Yeah, QBR is like one to a hundred, whereas the qu- normal quarterback rating is like 36 to 158. So there's a bigger right. window in there. So yeah, 75 is is way on the top end. That'd be close that'd be close to a hundred on the traditional one. Right. Um the year Casper went got him, he went three and ten as a starter. <laughs> he threw for uh thirty two hundred yards, uh sixteen touchdowns, twelve interceptions, and had He never 40, recovered. He had a forty two point one six QBR and like you said, never recovered. And now Neither did Mike he, Shanahan. Yeah, and now he is, uh, and and Casper, that was uh, Shanahan's second year with him. I think Shanahan ended up getting fired because of the Casper curse. Oh, man, that's someone else we should add on here. Mike Shanahan, he doesn't even have a job in the NFL anymore because of the Casper curse. Yeah, how many coaches has Casper killed, too? We didn't even think about looking into that. Nope. Oh, man. That'll be be the second volume. (laughs) Casper curse, volume two. Um. Yeah, so Robert Griffin III, that's when we all started taking notice, and it was like, you know, there's there's, there's something uh, there's something going on on Casper's team because he has these players that either keep getting injured or they go to his team and they just suck. And, you mentioned uh, I, um, you mentioned the bird flu uh, earlier. I think that's what's funny about the Casper curse is that it started as this small thing. You know, you're going back to 2010, 2011. There's just one or two players. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's exploded. It's it's gone. It's a full pandemic. It's full blown AIDS. Everybody's injured. Everybody knows about the curse. Everybody wants to trade with Casper because they know that it makes their players better by getting them from Casper. 
Oh, oh man. We're, and we're just getting started here. Um, next up on the list, we have uh, we have DeAndre Hopkins. And this is a guy I just found today uh, going back over some of Casper's uh, uh, team. DeAndre Hopkins. Timely because he's just he's also on his second tour of duty with Casper's team. I, I know. So it's going to be interesting to see how healthy he stays this year. Um, but Hopkins was the victim of the Casper curse in 2013. Um, in his debut season, he was uh, drafted to Casper's team. He posted 802 yards in his rookie season, two touchdowns. It was his worst season to date, and he started all 16 games, finished as the 53rd wide receiver in all of football. And so, Brad, I ask you, what is the difference between 2013 in 2014, when DeAndre Hopkins posted 1,210 yards, six touchdowns. Well, it's definitely not the quarterback because he went from Fitzpatrick to Hoyer, and Fitzpatrick's better than Hoyer. So the only thing that it could be is is the uh, is who owned him in fantasy football, which would be Casper Stephen A. Casper. Yeah, he wasn't on Casper's team anymore, and he was so an that's, emperor. That's the only reason that he was able to have that kind of season. Um, uh, another one which was pretty funny um, was uh, Cordero Patterson. Uh, a lot of people remember him. He was the uh, victim of the Casper curse in 2014. Remember, he had all those breakout games for Minnesota. Remember at the time, man, his asking price in our fantasy league was ridiculous. It was like, uh, uh, goodness, I remember uh, I had him and I got him just to rip someone off. It yeah, was he was like, supposed to be can't miss. He was supposed so in some drafts he was going like a second round pick. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And I remember that at the time. I remember looking at whoever had him. It may have been Michael Davis. I'm not sure, but I remember sitting there thinking, I was like, they have no idea what they've got on their team because everyone's going crazy for this guy. And right now is the time to cash out on him. So I remember I got him and I flipped him for a ridiculous amount of players. Um, so. So everyone remembers uh, Porter L. Patterson. Um, and uh, do you remember the uh, reporters asking Bill Belichick if he regretted passing on Patterson? No. Yeah, yeah, they were asking him at a press conference if he you know, regretted uh, getting Patterson for Brady and all this stuff. And then, uh, of course, you know, those reporters were going on for weeks dreaming up what life would have been like had the Pats got Patterson for Brady. And then... The inevitable happened. He went to play for Stephen Casper, where he played the the most games of his career, and he posted a whopping 384 yards, one receiving one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown, before vanishing into non-existence in 2015. Well, those guys that you listed off before, Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, which is mind-boggling. Just think about the fact that he was able to derail both of those guys. Yeah. But, uh, Cordell Patterson was high, you know, was a high, higher touted guy than either one of those guys. He was supposed to be, you know, he was supposed to be like uh, Amari Cooper when when Amari Cooper got drafted. He was can't miss. Oh, thank goodness that Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper didn't go to Stephen Casper's team. I know. I've had enough busts on the Oakland Raiders, and that's that's something I touched on. There's a reason we have all the Oakland Raiders players uh, wrapped up in uh, mine and Brandon's team. We can't have Casper getting these guys. It's the only way they're ever going to get to the playoffs. 
You have to keep them safe. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's another here's another fun one, um, and this is one you pointed out to me today was Doug Martin, um, Tampa Bay is running back. Uh, he was the victim of the Casper curse in 2014. Um, so just a little backstory. 2012, Doug Martin explodes into the NFL with um, 1,454 rushing yards. Um, he had 11 touchdowns, 472 receiving yards and one touchdown. So, I mean, the guy has close to 1,900 total yards and 12 total touchdowns. And he was then, a monster. I mean, he would he, he may be one of the best rookie running backs of all time. Yeah, and then I mean that's goes, what people are hoping from Ezekiel Elliott, and he'd be lucky to get that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then he goes to Casper's, and that's where the uh, that's where the beginning of the end happened for Doug Martin, and, until until Casper trades him in that famous trade with Matt Edwards for Demarco Murray. Yeah, yeah, he trades him for the reigning league MVP. And uh, and then of course I guess we all psyched Edwards out. He should have he should have held on to him because he got him got him traded to him by Casper. Um, yep. And so, are you listening to hip hop back there? No, it's not me. My house is dead silent. It kind of sounded like sexy back. I think we're having yeah, even Casper. Ah, Casper. I thought that was your theme song this year. I hear you guys talking about me. We are yes, talking about you. We're we're on the uh, the famous uh, Doug Martin deal with you and Matt Edwards, and we're talking about how Muscle Hamster um, did his uh, uh, how he exploded onto the scene in 2012, and then uh, of course you picked him up in the I believe it was yeah the 2014 season, and uh, um, and then of course in his 2014 season he had 494 um, yards rushing with two touchdowns. And, of course, you compare that to what we talked about a minute ago, it's 1,454 yards and 11 touchdowns. And that just kind of paints the picture of the effectiveness of the Casper curse. I figured you guys, uh, if you're going to bring me on, you guys should hear my theme song. Well, we've heard it, and we've been enriched by it. I know. I can tell. I, uh, I, I, Beltram is having way too much fun talking about the Casper curse. Hey, hey, hey! In our defense, in our defense, we did say that the curse is not your fault. That uh, you make all the right moves, and that they inevitably go wrong because you're you. So, yeah. I mean, getting Doug Martin was the right move. You just ruined him. And then trading Doug Martin for DeMarco Murray was the right move. But you ruined DeMarco Murray and you made Doug Martin good again. And I posted that on the Facebook page when I picked him up off a of free agency that he was going to be the best player in that trade, and nobody listened to me. They didn't heed the curse. And what happened? What happened no, to Doug Martin? The curse. You're right. Nobody respects the curse. And I, I was talking to Bronson earlier before the show. I think we should uh, – I don't know if you mentioned it already. We should send a tweet out to all the players – and the coaches that have ever been affected by the Casper curse, just to let them know, like, hey, Jamal Charles, just so you know, uh, there's this guy in our fantasy league who has had you twice on his team and both years you were injured <laughs> for the entire year. Um, is there anything you'd like to, to maybe tell him, maybe get him off, get you, get you off his team? 
And I, um, I want to do that so bad. I want to start a campaign to get Jamal Charles' attention so he knows who is responsible for his downfall in the NFL. Well, I mean, the Chiefs, the Chiefs already had an active shooter issue a couple of years back. I feel like they might have another one if you were to let him know that. <laughs> well, um, I do have to say I appreciate you guys. I think uh, even though I didn't, I didn't vote this way on the poll. If I if I saw correctly, both of you guys voted that the curse might be uh, might be broken and handed off to Mr. Lonnie Hines this year. Well, I didn't truly believe that. I only voted that way because it's Lonnie, and you know. I can't. I can't vote. You know, I can't vote against. I'm starting to feel that way though, because I'm starting to think that Lonnie is. He's he's tempting fate. He's tempting the gods. He's he's trying to give. He's trying to make the trade so good that even the curse won't be able to stop Casper this yeah. year. And I feel like for that reason alone, he's bringing bad karma on himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if ever there was, if ever there was karma in a fantasy football league, it's ours. And I've been struck with it multiple times. Unfairly, in my opinion, but I'll be glad to hand it off to to Lonnie if if he keeps wanting to to test the gods, as he said. No, uh, interesting I, to see. I don't know if I don't know if obviously the curse is this is one of those famous curses like uh, the curse of the great Bambino or the the Cubs curse, and I, I don't know if the curse or the the Madden curse even. I don't know if I don't know if this curse can be uh, handed off. I'm not even sure if it can ever be broken. Um, and I, I was saying earlier that the idea of it being able to be handed off reminds me of that episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother with the the Blitz and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't really think that the curse can be handed off, but I voted that way because it's Lonnie. Um, and so I, I mean, yeah, I think I, we would need like a, I think we would need a real gypsy in our league to make that happen. Now you say that, and I we'd have to I kill have a, a chicken. Uh, we'd have to do something. You say that, he, and I have a vision in my head right now of Casper pulling out his phone book and looking for like you know a number for like gypsies or something so he can oh, get this curse lifted. But guys, <laughs> I don't I don't need a gypsy. We have Dwayne Cook who can predict the future and, and knows all about fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't I don't need a gypsy. See, I can just ask I mean, him. If, hey, if, if life was fair, he would be the one that's cursed, but he's not. <laughs> life was. He's just a product of his own, you know, ineptness, but you're actually cursed. It's true. Um, I was was telling Bronson this earlier. I just typed curse into the search box, and the first thing that popped up was, uh, Casper chose not to trade me Arian Foster for Phillip Rivers and Lamar Miller, and they got hurt the very next day. And. (laughs) Arian Foster got injured, <laughs> tore his groin the very next day. <laughs> that's the that's, Casper that's, curse. That's the luck of luck of the Casper. Now, Casper, <laughs> listen, we we got you here. Um, we we just talked about the the famous uh, trade between you and uh, um, uh, Matt Edwards. His name was escaping me. Um, uh, anyway, you get Demarco Murray, who was the victim of the Casper curse in the uh, 2015 season. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in 2014, uh, Marco Murray rushed for an ungodly 1,845 yards. He had 416 yards receiving, was mm-hmm. NFL MVP. And so, of course, you know, obviously, he's a player to target. He's a player you want on your team. So, before the start of the 2015 season, uh, you do the trade, Doug Martin, and uh, for DeMarco Murray. 
Uh, we all tried to veto it and get it overturned. Of course, it went through. And uh, uh, and keep in mind, you know, Doug Martin had one of the worst seasons of any running back in the history of the league um, when you flipped him for the league MVP. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, anyways, um, DeMarco Murray becomes a member of the, I guess you were the emperors by this time. And um, so while on Casper's team, Murray gets injured. And uh, he also posts a pathetic 700 yards during the season. And so that was, just to put that in perspective, that's well over a 1,000-yard drop-off mm-hmm. from his previous season. Well, I, I, think, I think we also need to recognize something. You, have, you guys have to give me credit for something. And I'll tell you, it's on, on one side, there is this unfair Casper curse that affects me and my fantasy team. And that's just the way it is. And I've accepted it. On the other <laughs> side on the other side though, all the players that I trade away do really, really well. Hey, like we said earlier, we're we're not knocking you my for the talent you go yeah, after. Yeah, that's the funny that's the funnier side of the curse is the fact that once you get rid of guys, they turn into Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins and Doug Martin is good again. <laughs> I know, I drafted Hopkins. And I was like, yeah, Andre Johnson's probably not going to stick around much longer. I want to get this guy. And he just wasn't really doing all that great. And sure enough, the moment <laughs> I trade him, it's like giving my blessing. Like, here you go. I'm trading you away so you can be a superstar. I want to know, since me and Bronson are doing this investigative reporting, I think, and we have you here for some hard-hitting uh, one-on-one interviews, well, two-on-one interviews, I want to know how deep the fantasy curse really goes. I want to know when you're having – actual fantasies do they go wrong does it all of a sudden turn into a crying game situation where you thought it was a woman then it's not really a woman then, <laughs> then you're not really sure what you should do should you keep going with it should you cut bait and trade it away if, if you're already if you're already naked you might as well just keep going that's what i said <laughs> just keep going with it you know, you're, you know what i'm already here this far let's just do it and get it over with mm-hmm. all right <laughs> Steering this back on track here. <laughs> of course, we've already You're about talked. to get some, and she tears her Achilles. She's out for the year. Uh, of course, we've already touched on the Arian Foster thing that uh, uh, Brad brought to my attention. Uh, of course, Foster played 13 games, rushed for 1,246 yards, eight touchdowns, and was averaging 95.8 yards per game. And uh, And then before the start of the 2015 season, uh, Casper trades Russell Wilson and his third-round draft pick for Arian Foster and Jay Cutler. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson then goes on to have the greatest season of his young career. <laughs> Is that the year he won the Super Bowl, too? Or and, uh, and then Arian Foster was on Casper's team for 18 days before injuring his groin in practice. <laughs> yeah, Arian Foster and Jamal Charles both. Those those are guys that I've had multiple times, and as soon as I get them, and DeAndre Hopkins might be the third guy that I've had more than once. Who, if DeAndre Hopkins gets hurt for the year, I don't know. I mean, I don't. What can you do? What can you do? Yeah, there's I'm a mad scramble. The right there's a mad scramble for Will Fuller all of a sudden now because his stock is rising. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, that's what Lonnie was saying, and I traded away my number seven pick, which could have gotten me Will Fuller today. Um, <laughs> I traded, I traded away. I, I've got faith. I'm like, you know what? This is the year. I'm, I'm done making moves for a while. I'm happy with my team. I've done everything I can do. I've done everything, like you said, Meltrum. I've done it all right. 
Okay, I don't know. I can't control anything from here on out. All right, so guys, it's up to God. Imagine how good your team could have been with Philip Rivers and Lamar Miller last year. <laughs> it wouldn't have been good, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> yeah, which would have been music to Bronson's ears. It would have only been good for Arian Foster. <laughs> yeah, which makes me sad because Arian's a, uh, he, he's a, a volunteer alum. So You've yeah. ruined a lot of balls. We just talked about how you ruined Porter L. Patterson. <laughs> Listen, I think you guys talked up Patterson way too much because he didn't have a, a really great rookie year. He he did good returning, but he didn't do that good receiving. You guys, oh, that's, the, that's our point team. though. He was supposed to be Odell Beckham, and then he ended up being. No, he wasn't. People were Listen. people were arguing whether because he couldn't run routes. He was so raw, man. Yeah, so, he, he was a gamble from the beginning. Everybody was, else all concede to. There was a time when Cordero Patterson was commanding a huge price in this league. He was burning it up. He had like a couple games there together where he had huge numbers. And then you acquired him. And then he was after to be that, the next Percy Harvin. After that, there was just a steep drop off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why we put him on the list. But we're on Arian Foster. Foster that year rushed for 163 yards, one touchdown. He had a 40.8 average yard per game. And he lost his job in Houston. He is currently unemployed thanks to the Casper curse. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> and then, uh, and then because the, he's vegan. The, the last person on the list, on the Casper curse list that I was able to find, um, last person of the 2015 season, DeAndre Levy, Detroit's linebacker. Um, I had him a couple seasons ago. He was the number one linebacker in fantasy in uh, 2014. Uh, That's when I had him. Uh, He posted 121 tackles. He was a pillar of health all the way up until 2015 when acquired by Stephen Casper. He was already injured when I got him. He was on the IR. I got him when he was already out for the season. I stashed him. Oh, okay. So you got All right. So now coming off the IR and he's going to be in the if he, if, he, if he comes back and gets injured again for the year, does it make it back or something? <laughs> then, then, it, then it's a it, it's a worthy uh, cast. All right, so we get, okay, so we'll give DeAndre Levy the pass here. All right, yeah, that's, so. that's not the only number one. That's not the only number one overall linebacker that Casper ruined, though, because he also ruined Jelani Jenkins, who well, you, you can, was you can the number Jelani one linebacker Jenkins. until Casper got him, and then he's disappeared into irrelevancy again. Uh, Jenkins yeah. was he was only okay whenever I I mean he was like top five but only in the first couple of games. <laughs> he, he was, was the five. number one linebacker <laughs> when he got traded to you. He was the number one overall linebacker. <laughs> so he was, I just I, love the part. Hold on, hold on. I just love the part where Casper is like he was top five when I got him, but then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he yeah. He's trying to five. talk him down by saying he was only top five. <laughs> Well, the thing is, gentlemen. Well, I mean, people. Let me ask you guys this. So, okay. how, how do you how do you gauge whether or not because everybody has injuries and everybody goes up and down? I mean, you guys have both had several no, players. No, no, not who, everybody. Nope. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, Beltram. Come on, you. You. If I have the Casper curse for people getting injured, you have the dirty deeds curse for people who get in sex scandals and smoke get weed suspended. and you stash them on your bench. Yeah. But I go to Deandre Levy. I only collect them once they get in trouble. That well, puts them on my radar. 
And of course, yeah. well, apparently, like Josh Gordon, they never get out of trouble though with you. No, he's yeah, he's still been he's still on my bench. We're still standing by him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are. And as long as he's on your team, he won't be reinstated. <laughs> you should, if you let him, not even go, Brad. <laughs> Watch, yeah. As soon as Brad's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done with this guy. I can't handle it anymore. He gets reinstated. <laughs> he's going to get reinstated and, and become like the top As soon as it says FA instead of a team next to his name, then I then uh, I have to cut bait. But Pac-Man Jones is still a bangle, so he's still on the dirty deeds. And uh, if Greg Hardy didn't get cut by the Cowboys, he'd still be on the dirty deeds too. Along with Manziel too? No, Manziel, he got cut by the Browns. He got cut by me. That's right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. As soon as he, gets, I, as soon as he has an FA on his team, on it, on by his naming, it's cut by the dirty deeds. And, and that's, and that's right. We're only concerned me. about what goes on on the field, not off the field. And oh. that's sad. To, that's sad to me because I was really hoping that uh, that Mantell was going to become the permanent quarterback for the dirty deeds. I mean, I, I want him or Jay Cutler eventually to just take over the job because, to me, they embody the dirty deeds. I almost started him in the playoff game, and I lost that playoff game anyway. So I wish I would have. At least but, he would have gone down in a blaze of glory. But then again, I would be fine with uh, I would be fine with Winston, you know, since uh, Jameis Winston stole crab legs and stuff. And I, I think I'd be okay with him being the the starting quarterback too. He could go get, uh, he could go get bitten yeah, off of Yeah, stole crab legs and stuff. He also raped a girl in his dorm bathroom. Yeah. See, now, now this is the face of the dirty deeds. We need to get Rivers out of there. And we need to get Winston as the starting quarterback. And I feel like once I've been that working happens, on it, but you know, I don't give players away. So yeah, see, I think you just need to bench Rivers because I think as long as you're running a legitimate quarterback that doesn't have some kind of scandal tagged to him, I don't think you're ever going to make the championship again. But I know I, Philip I Rivers think, is just going to church and having babies. I know, I know. And you like can't have that kids. on the dirty. You can't have that on the dirty deeds. No. Um, he's like, but your, he's your like the Duggars, has, which is probably actually a good thing. There's probably something shady going on there that just hasn't broken the news yet. He he actually kind of reminds me of that dude from the Duggars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got that same kind of baby face thing going on. I mean, he may have some kind of, like, profile on, what is it, Ashley Madison? Yeah, it could be getting incestuous <laughs> over there. It's definitely a possibility. <laughs> but we'll stand by him. If that's the case, we'll stand by him. <laughs> And then he'll have more. He's he'll have the top more ten value. quarterback. I'm pretty sure Ben Roethlisberger was involved in a, a little sexual assault case or something a while back. So you can go. He, Christian's got him as a backup or something. Hey, that's him. not a bad idea. We'd be willing to overlook that. <laughs> so your your original question was how do we gauge whether uh, someone's been struck by the curse or not? Yeah. Or 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 if it's a legitimate like, hey, people get injured. I'm 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 genuinely. Because I want to know how to gauge it for for my season this year. Like if if uh, if someone gets hurt, like if um, if Todd Gurley gets hurt, is it is it is does he get hurt because of the Casper curse, or yeah. or does, yeah. he, does he, people get hurt just because people get hurt? No, if it's if a star like, player that was good before you got him, then it, then they, they get injured. It's curse. Oh, yeah, well, this, and if they're good once you get rid of them again, then it's from from the curse. If it's your guy, if it's a guy on your bench that's you know just an also ran, then we ignore them. Bronson said only two to three players get uh, cursed a year, but that's enough because they're always high profile players. Well, it's it's two players. Uh, that's that's what we've been able to determine from the data we have. It could be more, but from what we've been able to determine, it's two players. 
I personally only looked at like the 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 difference makers on your team, the guys like Brad said who were good before they entered your team, and then after they entered your team, their careers just went in the toilet. That's the guys that's that I counted for the curse. That's fair. I could I can see that. I uh, yeah. I feel bad for I feel like there'd be so many so many better players in the NFL if I wasn't playing fantasy football, but I have to have to do something to uh, last my time. The last we can't Barkley it up and and go off and try and find yeah, something I, else more meaningful than than football than fantasy. Football. I can see I can see a sequel to that concussion movie where it's Will Smith running around yelling at <laughs> Casper, "Tell the truth, tell the truth." <laughs> What's That's the threat? When you when you when you come in for the draft, we need to make a we need to make a couple of like mock movies while you're in. We should do a uh, we should do one on the Casper curse, and then we should also do one on the Kevin Costner draft day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, draft Lonnie one. Lonnie can be Kevin Costner because you know he's making all these moves and he's working the draft and all this. So Lonnie's Kevin Costner. We need to do draft day featuring Lonnie Lonnie Hines, Riverboat Lon. Yeah. With his eight, with his eight thirteenth round picks, and that's actually a nice segue into the next part of the the show here. I wanted to get into the the poll you put up today about, uh, of course, Lonnie inheriting the Casper curse, and we touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, and I'd, I'd like to get uh, get a little bit more into that. Um, so, what do you think the the probability is of Lonnie actually taking over the curse? And I'm I'm talking about play, not him just having a bad season, but I'm talking about him getting players that are going to, you know, like Casper has, where he has them, like Aaron Rodgers. I think he would be a prime a person for the well, curse. He, because he, he only good. has, what, like three or four actual, like, really good players on his team. That's Aaron Rodgers. Problem. He doesn't have anybody left on his team, so. <laughs> it would have to be like. If, if all of a sudden, I think Aaron Rodgers would be a pretty good gauge. Like, if Aaron Rodgers suddenly breaks his leg. Yeah, that's that's worth checking out. That's worth looking into, or yeah, if, uh, I, you know, I I don't know. Um, well, the, uh, honestly, the only other good players on his team are all on defense, and they they go up and down so much anyway. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say that you're cursed when you because all your draft picks didn't pan out when you shouldn't have eight first round draft picks. That's your. Yeah. I mean, you're that's, lucky, that's honestly. If, I mean, if. If let's say you know a third of the first, like even in the NFL, if if a third of the first round draft picks actually pan out and become superstars, that's pretty good. And yeah. so if, if 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 of his eight, if two or three of them actually pan out and and really, may, you know, make something of their careers, he'll be lucky. The rest of them, I mean, it's kind of hard to say it, it was cursed when they didn't really do anything in the first place. Right. I think. Yeah. I, think I think it's all going to hinge. It's all going to hinge on Hopkins. If Hopkins is good for Casper, then I say that that immediately means that that Lonnie is now cursed. But if Hopkins goes right back to you know 700 yards or he's injured again, uh, then I think that it's the it's Casper's mm. curse for life. Not only that, but I I think the Rogers thing was another good indication. If Rogers it, goes down with an injury because you know Lonnie traded for him and everything, I think that's another indication of it as well. Yeah, no and, the, and, uh, and going along with that goes Tom Brady and Andrew Luck because those are all people that Lonnie gave up on. Ooh, ooh, and even Eddie Lacy. That was another classic guy that was on Lonnie's team that he gave up on. Twice. Watch Brady yeah. get reinstated. He won't have to serve that suspension because Lonnie traded him. 
I mean, like somehow Roger Goodell will be like, no, it's cool. We're, we're cool. Now he wants it back. Now he needs to get back on the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, Beltram, if, uh, if, if you decide, because you're the one who, who initially, like, um, brought up the Casper curse and, and recognized it from the start. You deserve all the credit, buddy. Say that again. <laughs> Say that again so Bronson can hear it. You deserve I, all the credit not, for the Casper curse. I, I'm not convinced of this because I'm recognizing it. I'm, I'm the one that brought this up. I'm the one that brought this up with the RG3 thing. <laughs> oh, but, but Beltram was the one who always pointed it out first, and, uh, and he never let it die. And it's broken my heart ever since, but um, but it would it would have been better to be it would have been ignorance is bliss. It would have been better to not know that you were cursed. I know you're right, and and you kind of broke my heart with that, buddy. I, I hope you're happy. Yeah. So I, what, I, I'm, what I'm getting I, at though is if 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 the curse is finally transferred over to Lonnie, I expect a phone call from you, and I expect you to 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 say that this voodoo magic is. Like, I'm released of it, and I expect you to send me like a bottle of Jack or something to celebrate. Well, hey, You're I was the first one to bring. I was the first one to bring it up that that uh, you know I have uh, I have that direct line I think, and I was the first one to see that I think the gods may be shifting their anger. That uh, towards Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie better be Lonnie better throw a couple virgins in the volcano because I think that he's angered <laughs> the gods this year, and I think it's going to come back to bite him. Throw a couple of virgins in the volcano. All right, so exactly. I'll do that. Brad, I'm still not conceding the point that you created or you came up with the Casper curse. Um, I still think it was came up, it probably was developed during one of our famous uh, uh, text messaging conversations that we have, um, kind of like a lot of our wrestling gimmicks and stuff that we come up with. Um, but I wanted to get into the 2016 season, and I wanted to look at Casper's team, and I want to identify some prime um, targets that we think, you know, there's a good likelihood Ooh, they're going to get hit with a Casper curse this year. Um, so first off, we have Casper's uh, quarterback who's held over from last season, uh, Blake Bortles. Um, of course, he didn't get hit with it last season, but that doesn't necessarily mean any, that he's going to survive two seasons. Um, of course, Blake Bortles had a pretty good year last year with Hearns and Robinson. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, it looks like the Jaguars are trending up. Um, so I, I don't put the probability of Blake Bortles being the victim of the curse too high right now. Well, here's part of the problem. Here's part of the problem with the curse. Here's part of the problem with the curse is that Casper can't even help himself. He almost goes looking for he almost goes looking for examples of where the curse is going to bite him because he messaged me today saying that people are predicting an 80 point drop off. For Blake Bortles, but he's not <laughs> buying it. But he would have only brought that up if he was buying it. He's ar- he already knows that he's that he should not have traded away Big Ben. He gave him away for nothing. He's going to need that backup plan. Oh what? man, this All is right, great. Buddy. Now you're taking it too far. This is great. <laughs> I'm I'm totally sold on Bortles, and I still am. <laughs> I, I I gave up Roethlisberger because I honestly just didn't want him or need him. And uh, and You're gonna he, need missed, him. he missed too many games last year. Maybe he missed. Because he was on your team. Casper. Yeah, exactly. So I might as well go ahead and get rid of him so he can be good again. <laughs> um. So, Bortles so finished Brad, the season strong, scoring like thirty some points a game for like the last five weeks. He finished Brad, the season strong. I'm I'm happy with that. 
Brad, what would you say the probability is of Bortles getting hit with a curse? And, and, and also, what would you say the probability is that Bortles stays on Casper's team all year? Uh, I think he'll stay on Casper's team all year. I think he'll have no choice. But I think the the possibility of him getting cursed is at least 50-50. 50-50? I, I had, I had for it much every lower. So um, let's just call it like it is. It's 50-50 for every player. 50-50 Not for 50-50 every player. for every player. Only it two or three people are going to be affected, and that's all it takes. Listen, I, I, I have players on my team. It's a 50-50 shot. I had Blake Bortles much lower. I had him around like 5% chance of him getting hit with a curse. Now, the next guy on the list, Todd Gurley, I'm boosting that up a lot higher. I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say Todd Gurley has a 75% chance of getting hit with a Casper curse this season. Brad, what do, you, what do you think about uh, Todd Gurley? Um, yeah, Todd Gurley, he's got injury history. Um, it's going to give. And it's also off the one of the. Oh, I hate famous. thinking about this, but it's going to give Dwayne Cook another excuse to gloat when yeah. uh, he becomes the victor of that trade. I put the chances of Todd Gurley getting hit with the curse at 98%. And like I said, it's also one of the famous Casper trades, too. I'm going to even up that, and I'm going to predict that he's. He's injured before the season even starts. Oh. <laughs> he's injured in the preseason or in OTA. So if he's not, what does that mean? Does that, that just means that it'll, come, it'll, it'll, it'll come at an no, even worse time. Because it'll come right the day after the trade deadline up closes. To up to this point, Beltram has been right on, on all these predictions on, on the Casper curse. So if he's wrong, then something's got to give here. No, I know, but I'm rooting for myself to be wrong. I'm rooting for that curse to transfer to Lonnie. Lonnie's in my division now, too. All that matters is if you are wrong. So if you are, then then I think you're losing your touch, old man. Now, listen, uh, we we want to be wrong about Gurley because we don't want Dwayne Cook to have ammunition to gloat over. So we're hoping that Todd Gurley doesn't get injured. And, you know, Brad has it at a 98%. I've got it at a 75%. No, Brad, it's a 100%. It's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy, Casper. Nobody wants the rapture to come, but it's going to come. So, you know. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> Nobody wants the curse to strike. We all feel bad for you, but it's not going to stop us from pointing it out when it does. Oh, it feel bad for me, though, Beltram. Next up, we've got Sammy Watkins. He was acquired, another player acquired by a trade from Casper, uh, from uh, Edwards, correct? That's correct. And that was a, a guy that, you know, was involved in the Doug Martin, DeMarco Murray thing. So there's already been some some, some Casper curse action between those two. So uh, Sammy Watkins, um, I'm not sure what his injury history looks like, but just based on the, uh, the, the Casper and Edwards connection there, which is, you know, it's already happened, I'm going to go ahead and put his probability at 60%. As far as I know, uh, Sammy Watkins has never had any any serious injuries. He missed missed four games last year. Did he? So that's a quarter of the season. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at it, and he's got a lot of zeros on there, so I'm guessing those are injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, he's not that that good. I don't know if he counts as a a curse player, if he's going to just be, you know, a mid twenties receiver again? Is that a curse, or is that just Sammy Watkins being? And, and, that, Sammy and Watkins? that's true. We we really haven't. I really haven't uh, counted 
They've got no quarterback there, despite what Barkley thinks. I just, you know. Yeah, and I I, I agree with that. We really, I really haven't counted players that uh, weren't impact players for Casper, and Sammy Watkins didn't really have like a standout year, um, you know, last year in 2015. So I'll give you that one, Sammy Watkins. If he gets hit with it, not really that big of a deal. Um, next up, of course, we've got DeAndre Hopkins. He's already been hit by the curse once. Uh, mm-hmm. does, he get, does he get hit again, or is, or is you know since he's been hit once, does it pass him over? Kind of like the Passover. Yeah, I mean this is the guy I'm looking at it right now. He only had one game where he had under five catches. I, you know, if if Casper ruins him, then that's going to be case in point. No. Of course, you know, they they do have the new quarterback in there, so I, I think things are – I think there's a good setup here at least for a uh, a Casper Curse situation to hit. Like maybe he he leads uh, uh, Hopkins too far and he just gets, you know, drilled by a linebacker or something. I mean, uh, <clears throat> but then again, you know, the Texans have always had crap for quarterbacks. So, uh, but I, I would put the probability of DeAndre Hopkins – getting struck by the Casper curse. I'm going to put it up there around 75% as well. I mean, Hopkins and Gurley right now are at the top of my list as far as mm-hmm. players getting hit this year. And the next yeah. two guys, the next two guys have already been hit by the curse as well. Uh, Julius Thomas, well, hey, you're right. I picked him up last year, you and he was up last year. He was in Denver, and then I get him. And, he, and I, you I know what? Yeah. And I'm glad you and brought he was that injured. up because that was a player I completely missed on the list. So, well, you're welcome. So I appreciate that. Uh, Casper coming through in a pinch. He misses the first four games and only scores above 20 points one time <laughs> all of last year. Yeah, he had that thumb uh, surgery, right? Well, twice, yeah. yeah he yeah. had 20, 23 in week six and then 33 in week 12. Um, yeah, other than that, he was he was mediocre at best. Yeah, yeah, and you can't blame it on Jacksonville. I mean, they threw more, I think, than anybody in the league. Right. Now, they threw mostly to, to Hearns and Robinson because they both had over a thousand yards. Well, that's, right. that's like that's half of Bortles' passing yards right there alone. And I um, think the reason they say he just ignored Julius Thomas was simply because he was hit with a Casper curse. Yep. They were um, like, "Yeah, we don't we we don't even want to throw to this guy because he sucks now." <laughs> um. Uh, and, of course, you uh, you brought up the next guy on the list, Jamal Charles. He's already been hit twice by it. See, to me, I, Jamal Charles is like the, the – he is the catalyst of the of the Casper. <laughs> like, he is the epitome. <laughs> to me, whenever I think of Casper Curse, Charles is who I think of because, I mean, I, it could be – the argument could be made for Arian Foster, but <laughs> Jamal Charles was – he's better than Arian Foster. He was performing better than Arian Foster, in my opinion, whenever he came to my team and got hurt. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, Charles last year, for example, Charles had 26 points, 29 <laughs> points, 33 points, 20, 25 points, and then I get him, <laughs> and he scores 12, 12 and then done. <laughs> Literally, he was on pace for for like one of the best fantasy running back seasons in a long time, and uh, and and then me. Oh man! Hey, Casper. Hey, buddy. You want to trade him? (laughs) Casper, you had better never trade Jamal Charles because he is the epitome of the Casper curse. 
That's why I'm having a hard time. Like people are, like, I, I feel like I, I owe it to them. Like, hey, we're gonna get through this, you and I. We're gonna figure this, we're gonna figure this thing out, man. We're gonna overcome this voodoo magic, and and hopefully we'll get somebody else like Lonnie to uh, to take it over. But in and the meantime, I'm sticking with you. So next up, we've got DeAndre Levy. He was out all year last year. Casper picked him mm-hmm. up. I, I hey, thought he had- Bronson, are you on the uh, website right now? Uh, I no, am. I'm not at the moment. Oh, because I'm I'm clicking on it. it. Has DeAndre Levy has one of those little notations next to him, you know? Yeah, he yeah. Does. A little notepad thing. I'm clicking on that. It says recent news. Uh, Levy just retired, finding out that he was on Casper's team. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be pretty great if he actually did retire. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we've we've got DeAndre Levy, and uh, we got Jamie Collins. And so that's another guy Casper picks up in a trade this year. And as we all know that uh, uh, when Casper gets someone in a trade, there's a high risk for them getting injured. That's uh, whenever it's worst. Of course, Collins had some injury issues last year, so I think we've got to definitely look at him at getting hit with a curse. And he would be a guy that I would definitely put on the list because, you know, he's a he's a good linebacker. I mean, when he plays... He gets, he gets the same amount of points, though, as, uh, as like, Sammy Watkins, though. He's not an elite talent, so... Mm-hmm. That one up. I mean, literally, he gets 17.6 points a game. Sammy gets 17.2. You know, the he other gets, day when I was looking up... The other day when I was actually looking up some uh, linebacker uh, dynasty uh, rankings from, you know, experts around the, uh, around the internet that I could find, because there's not a whole lot of places that cover dynasty formats. Right. Um, so, anyways, uh, a few of the places, or actually one of the places that I found, actually had Jamie Collins ranked as the number one linebacker. So, I don't know if you can sit there and throw him as in the same boat as Sammy Watkins. Well, the difference Sam- is he missed those four games last year. Had he, of the games he did play last year, he averaged about 25 points a game, which would have been good enough for a top 10. Okay, so like I said, he's, he's a top tier linebacker when he's playing. And so, if if he gets struck, you know, if he goes down with an injury or he has a terrible year, yeah, I would lump him in with the uh, Casper Curse. He's acquired off of a trade. He's considered a top-tier linebacker. So, yeah. Um, defensive line, uh, Julius Peppers, Malik Johnson. I, I'm i not really putting either of them. Uh, well, I'm not keeping either of them, so. Okay, well, there you go. They're They're free. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch them and see if they go off and fly now. Nobody else on my starting roster is is being kept. I'm keeping. Uh, I have to keep Martavis Bryant for the dirty deeds because we're going to stash yet another suspended player for that for that fourth round pick. And um, Jordan Jordan Matthews is one you guys could uh, could discuss uh, if you want to. Jordan Matthews, he's about like Blake Bortles. I'm going to give him about like a 5% chance of getting mm-hmm. struck by the curse. He's not really, you know. And even did you ruin does, him last year or, or did you just get him? Jordan Matthews, I didn't have him last year. I traded for him anyway. Yeah. So Chip Kelly ruined him, not you. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Well, that's the all. same argument could be made for DeMarco Murray there, buddy. And everything mm. else on that entire Eagles team. Actually, I think actually I think the Casper curse hit Chip Kelly because Chip Kelly was doing well with the Eagles, and then Casper buys in on Demarco Murray, and then what happens? All of a sudden, Demarco Murray goes down. Chip Kelly 
is on the hot seat and gets fired, and now he's with San Francisco. So I think we can even put Chip Kelly on that list there with Mike Shanahan as coaches that have been hit with the curse. Well, I don't know. How, how good did Chip Kelly do in 2014? He made the playoffs. Uh, he made the playoffs, yeah. first. won the division. Yeah. Well, there first you go. That settles it. <laughs> so uh, we've, we've now went over. Remember they uh, had Nick Foles. Oh, yeah, they did get Nick Foles. Yep, we've now went over the the Casper curse. We've presented our argument. We've listed all of our evidence. So now everyone in the league can now make their own decision. Is the curse real, or is this just a bunch of blown-up nonsense by Brad Beltram and myself? And uh, we'll leave you all to think about that. Um, feel free to sound off on the uh, Facebook page. And, uh, gentlemen, we're going to call it a night. Casper uh, will give you some uh, last words, and then uh, Brad, it'll be uh, your turn for last words. Well, I'm just playing my song here, guys. I, I might be, I might have the curse, but uh, nonetheless, I'm enjoying myself while I'm while I'm while I'm doing it all. So, I'm gonna bring sexy back this year, guys, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, overcome some of these terrible, terrible. Fates that I've that I've had to deal with. All right, Brad. Well, I'm looking at the uh, Facebook page right now. Michael Davis has already weighed in, saying the Casper Curse podcast is one of the best yet. It's going to be interesting to find out if Lonnie has inherited the curse or if it's just wishful thinking by Casper. Um, and I'm excited to see that too. I mean. We know Gurley has a 98% chance of being injured, um, but I think it's all going to hinge on uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Does he get cursed for the second time, or does uh, does he, you know, perform the way he did last year and prove that the curse has moved on to Lonnie? Or Charles being injured for a third time. Does Charles get injured for a third time? Yep. Um, my last words for tonight before we uh, end the show is if we find out that the curse has been transferred to Lonnie. Um, I think we all need to make a league effort and get the the curse transferred to Dwayne, and then that's where the curse needs to stay. Um, With that in mind, gentlemen, we're going to call it a night. And so uh, next week, same time, same channel. Good night. Peace out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.